Hello, this is Bill Lytell, Senior Pastor of Gospel Baptist Church. Uh, a little wisdom for your walk. I want to talk about a subject today that's taboo, hot potato, when it comes to typical messages or Christian communication, but is so absolutely necessary that we, maybe in a different setting or like this, it's impersonal, uh, we talk about it. How does a Christian handle being raped or other catastrophic acts against you, your, if I may say your body? <clears throat> Things that are happened to you that are beyond your power, maybe even beyond your imagination, that actually God, for some reason, in his wisdom, has allowed to happen to you how does that work and what can we combat the aftermath of that with first of all let me say that it happens there is there are many documented cases of missionaries going to the field uh, well-meaning honest godly upright missionaries husbands and wives single girls and while on the mission field of being horribly uh, violated, raped. Uh, one case recently, one of our missionaries was, uh, he was out uh, in his daily duties, out on the, on the job, if you may say, uh, and uh, four men came in and raped her in front of her two children, in which the children still are uh, affected by this as well as her. So does it happen? It happens. Now, you don't hear a lot of it. In my lifetime, I have heard of maybe six or seven of them. But if I have heard of that many, there have been probably five, six hundred, maybe a thousand cases that were not reported. Christians typically will try to just bring that inside and let God work out the thing. So I think there's some very specific answers for what can we do if we are violated I know men go to prison sometimes and are violated in prison man to man. Some of the most horrible things in the world, and I've always said this, anything that can happen to the world can happen to a Christian. Now, I know we've had a proliferation of health and wealth gospel. problem with health and wealth gospel, it's a lie. It's also cruel because it sets you up for a fall. It tells you that God doesn't want anything but health and wealth for you, nothing but good for you. And so when something bad happens to you, who did it? you got, you got to come back to that. Well, who did it? God let me down. Uh, sometimes their faith is shattered. Uh, sometimes they fall away from the faith for a while and are struggling at, at the best struggle with what in the world is going on. Uh, one, another one of our missionaries uh, around the field and their daughter uh, was kidnapped and raped, wasn't killed, and she was allowed to come back home. And they left the field after that also. And now they're back on the field. The daughter's not, but they're back on the field. So they have recovered. Well, how'd they recover? I mean, let me ask, I'll say this first of all. Are you ever going to be the same? No. If you get your arm cut off or you get your finger cut off or you get something in your body uh, taken off, you're, you're never going to be the same. But can you function? Can you go on? Can you have a good life? You can. Uh, it's not the end of life, but... You're handicapped in some direction, in some way, and some things are not going to ever be the same. And I think that's the way it is with rape 
or physical violations that can happen to you. First, the first thing you must understand, and I get this wisdom from others who've been through this, and, and also the Word of God, of course, is where, it's where our, hey, the Word of God is a fact check. If you want to fact check anything you hear or see or think about, you go to the Bible and fact check it. And that's what we're doing here this morning. Um, first of all, you're not your body. You are not your body. You got to separate your body, which is temporal, corruptible, which is going to be left here, which is from dust to dust, uh, which it possesses in it a sin nature. Uh, that thing's going to stay here. I am not my body. There's no doubt about it. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians 6, 19, 20, what? Know you're not your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. For you are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. Okay, so um, God's, I've been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ, faith in his resurrection, death, burial, and resurrection. And so I'm one of his children by faith. I walk by faith. I do not walk by sight. So something awful happens to me. I'm not going to start walking by sight. I'm not going to put my finger at God and blame him. I'm going to try to be like Job and say, Lord, give it. Lord, take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm just going to trust God that in the big picture, though, absolutely doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Uh, I am going to trust God blindly. Though he slay me, Job 13, 15, yet will I trust in him. Paul says, uh, uh, and 1 Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 30, 31 says, And why stand ye we in jeopardy every hour? I protest by your rejoicing that I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. I die daily. Boy, Paul dealt with the abuse. And by the way, was Paul physically abused? My goodness, he was violated every week. About be violated. And yet his attitude was good all the way, to, all the way home. He, he just said, look, I'm dead. You can't hurt a dead man. No, that's, of course, the way to be. Separate you and your body. Secondly, Understand you're dead. It's already, I've already been hung on a cross, crucified with Christ, yet I live. Yet, not I, but Christ liveth in me. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who, gave, who forgave me and, and gave himself for me. And so I'm already there. I'm already there. So if it happens, well, that's, that's a, you know, a, degree, a degree harder to deal with to the memory of it, etc., uh, goes on in Second Corinthians one three the four says blessed be God even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of mercies the God of all comfort who comforteth us in all our tribulation and that includes these violent catastrophic things and violations that come our way that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherein we ourselves are comfort of God so if I am raped if I am abused then I am able by the grace of God to separate my body and my spirit apart. My body has been violated, but my spirit has not and cannot be violated. I'm a dead man. You really can't hurt my spirit, anything you do to this body. Thirdly, I can use experience to help somebody else. I guarantee you, in, in uh, 1980, I, I got cancer and had surgery and radiation. I have ever since then been able to help people with cancer. It's like a club. Uh, it's like when you have cancer, you're like in the C club, you know, you, you can go around to people and they'll talk to you about it. They'll open up about it. They're, they're, uh, Hey, they're open about it. And so and some other verses I want to give you here, second Corinthians one, eight, nine says, for we would not brethren have ignorant of our trouble, which came to us in Asia, 
that we were pressed out of measure above strength and so much that we even despaired even of life. We had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raised the dead. Now, I think there's a deep secret there. Uh, why do bad things happen to good people? He said, well, that we should not trust in ourselves. That's why. But in God which raised up the dead. That's why. God wants you to trust him. Good, bad, ugly. Bright, sunny days, dark, cloudy days. He wants you just to lay down and trust him. Say, I trust you. I, I, now, that doesn't mean you're not. You're going to suffer. Man, they had the sentence of death on them. They despaired of life. They were suffering. Peter knew about it, 1 Peter 4.19, Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. So there it is. The same thing, worded a little differently. It says, when you have bad things, catastrophic things come into your life, simply commit yourself to the will of God. Commit your soul to the will of God. Uh, and just begin to do well. Go around and, and tell people that not, this has happened to me, but God's delivered me, if I may say, in, is delivering me, uh, and he is faithful in everything. Man, don't go do what the devil does and curse God. and Like, like Job's wife said, curse God and die. That was the devil himself. You know that. I mean, he comes to you and says, hey, curse God and die. You're, you know, it wasn't worth it. It was horrible. Living for God's not what it's supposed to be. I, I know people like that. It happens. Why? They had false expectation of who God was. Imagine Paul doing that. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 21, 29. I'm not going to read the thing. It's a long passage. He says, you know, of the Jews five times received by 40 stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Once I was shipwrecked. Night and a day I spent in the deep. And he goes on and on and on. Through that, uh, for Second Corinthians chapter 11, 21, 29. Now look, folks. Paul could have gotten bitter. He could have gotten mad at God. He could have been disappointed with God. He could have said, God, you know, here I am, a choice servant, willing to do anything you want me to do. You keep getting me beaten. I get, I get taken where I don't want to go. People do things to me that I don't want them to do to me, and they enjoy doing it to me because they love hurting me. And he says, hey, look, I just take this in stride and, and, and uh, give it to God. So fourthly, I think you need to do, is you need, when the uh, mental picture of these catastrophics begin to replay in your mind, and they do, and you can't stop that, um, you need to just have a, a active program plan to renounce them, or if I may say, denounce them. 2 Corinthians 4.2 says, but have, we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. That's, that's an active thing now. That means I have verbally said the wrong. When the old devil comes by and the old mind, the human mind begins to replay that scene again and the whole horror begins to go over you again, that feeling of despondency, that feeling of a sentence of death comes down, just stop right there and say, no, in the name of Jesus, I'm not going to let this thing replay and replay and replay. I renounce it, I denounce it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, I, and go to some scripture that are uplifting that, that, that deal with uh, God and his salvation and what's to come. The uh, Bible says, and I believe it's Revelation 21, he's going to make all things new again. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm going to get a new body. Praise the Lord. I'm getting a new life, and I'm going to get um, a replacement. 
and this thing's going to be gone. And by the way, the former things should not be remembered or coming to mind. It said Jeremiah, I believe Isaiah also. Uh, we're not going to be able to remember these horrors. Why? If you could remember the horrors of what happened here, uh, there would uh, there would be weeping. The Bible says there's no tears in heaven, no pain in heaven. So if there's no pain, no tears, then these old horrible things that are happening to us and have happened to our brothers and sisters are going to be washed away and wiped away. The little time that we suffered them will be worth it because it will have helped other people through it, matured us, deepened us to where we absolutely no other way could be deepened and walk. That's what the world needs to see, folks. The world needs to see Christians that are deep, Christians that have true grit, Christians that have power of God, Christians that fly to the Word of God and fact-check the devil's accusations against us and will not allow themselves to be victims but are more than conquerors through him that loved us. I like 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5 says, Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Weapons are warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God is pulling down the strongholds, casting down imaginations. There's that renouncing again. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. My own mind comes up against me. My own memories will come up against me and exalt themselves against what I know who God is, and I know what he does, and I know who he is. And, I, and, then, and then instead of letting that happen, I bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I, I go to the word of God. Listen, you're not a victim. You're a victor. You can take control through the Holy Spirit of God, not, not through might nor by power, but by thy spirit, saith the Lord. And we go to God and we say, help us, Lord. I need help. I renounce these things. I cast down these memories. And as you do that over and over and over again, those memories will get less and less and less painful. And as you get further away from the event, you'll get less and less and less painful. I have things that were happening to me as a young man that come, want to come back to me still at 68 years old. I just, they're not hard. I just pick them up now and say, in the name of Jesus, I renounce those hidden things of darkness. I renounce the, the evil intent of this memory, and I exalt my Savior. Uh, though he slay me, yet will trust in him. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Just go through those verses that I gave you before and help you. I hope this helps you. It's about 15 minutes, but I tell you, it's a lifetime of study and a lifetime of looking at the Bible, and I hope the Holy Spirit will just deliver you. You, you girls out there, my heart goes out to you as you're vulnerable. Uh, and many of you have been sexually abused by uncles and aunts and grandfathers and, and neighbor boys and, and dates and other things have happened to you. Listen to me. Do not let that control you. Do not let that be a king over you. Denounce it. Renounce it. Take control. Ask God to give you the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to say this. Get it out of the closet. Get it in the open. Through the years of pastoring, I've had five different women Get up in front of the whole church, talk, uh, not specifics, oh, no, no, no. But get up in front of the church and say, you know, I was sexually abused as a young girl. This is the first time I've ever told anybody. And let me say this. When they get down from saying that, they tell me they are absolutely delivered. It's no longer in the closet. It's not a skeleton the devil's going to be able to pull out. They, everybody knows they've had trouble. And you wouldn't believe 
one got up there and said it, and four other girls met her and said, hey, you know, I've had the same experience you had, and I never told anybody, but now I'm going. And that five different women got up and said, hey, look, I've had, I've had serious abuse as a young girl or whatever things happen, and I'm not going to let that bother me anymore, and I'm not going to let that rule over me. Let me say you can be free. God bless you, everyone. Bill Lytale, wisdom for your walk. God bless.